A little sparse this morning. Yeah, me too. It's it's because I've been thinking a lot. It falls out. Anyhow, well, okay. <laughs> uh, one, one announcement. Karen has reminded me that the shoe boxes for Christmas shoe box are to be in by the 15th of this month. So... That's a Sunday. Next, next Sunday. It is next Sunday. So next Sunday, have your shoe boxes in here. It would be nice if you had things inside the shoe box when you bring it back. So try and do that. If you didn't get uh, your boxes or some down there yet, in fact, you're permitted to bring more than one back. And uh, Sandy has pointed out that halfway down the first page it says Operation Christmas Child video. That's an error. We're not going to see that again this Sunday. So just disregard that. I don't think there's anything else that we needed to discuss at this time. So it's good to see you all here this morning. And let's open our service with a hymn that Megan has picked for us. Number 561, we gather together. Let's stand and sing number 561. Sharing joys and concerns. I know we all have a lot of concerns, but we also have joys too. Uh, Christine just asked me how my brother was doing this morning. He's doing quite well. He says that over and over again. He's blessed. It's amazing how many people were praying for him. It's just amazing. Uh, I have a customer that comes in, a very nice young man and well-spoken, and my brother was telling him about <laughs> My brother tells everybody about his accident. But he was telling him about his accident, and he said he never met my brother, and my brother never met him. And he said, oh, you're the guy I've been praying for. And, and my brother was sort of taken aback. And he said, uh, yeah, he said, I met, I guess it was your wife out in the parking lot one morning. And she told me that you had a, an accident. And I've been praying for you. Wow. Is that powerful or what? Yeah, that is neat. That is neat. So, yeah, he's doing better. He's been helping me a couple hours a week. He, uh, he has a ways to go. But... Uh, Things are getting there. He smashed his jaw so badly uh, that they could not align it again with his, what, the way it was. So his jaw is kind of recessed. They claim that in months ahead, they will look, take a look at doing some reconstructive surgery. So I don't know whether that'll change or not. But hey, he's, he's expounding upon being blessed, and that's true. So thank you for your prayers. Christine, I come over here without even asking you. You do have some updates. Okay. Uh, yes, up under uh, recovering from surgery, Lisa Nye, that's the niece of Joel and Nancy. The surgery went well. Results will be by the end of this week. Okay. 
uh, Kevin Zorin under cancer. Update there, he came home now from the Hershey Med Center last Sunday. He has tubes coming out of his chest, the one hooked up to a pump that gives him medication regularly. Visiting nurse comes three times a week to give medication in the other tube. So Kevin's has quite a lot of things going on there with him. But he's a great guy and a great faith. Um, Barb Adams, she had heart value issues. Okay, she does need a valve replacement. They don't have the date yet, but we will put her up under anticipating for surgery because she does need a valve replacement done. Oh, and Walter, good news there. Um, he is at Lebanon Valley Home, Anvil, where Peter is. And that was what Walter's wish was. I know when I talked to him the other week, I didn't talk to him this week at all. Sad to say I didn't get that done. But anyhow, uh, when we talked, he talked about many things and preparing in his own mind what he wants to do. And I think he realizes whether I'm even going to be able to go back to my home, big doubt, you know, and what he's going to do with this and that and everything. But he said, oh, uh, Peter's niece is trying to get me there where, where he is, and that got accomplished, apparently. So yeah. I was so happy to hear that, and I, I can't wait. I, I need to call him tomorrow yeah. and, and talk to him because if I can get connection, you know, I'll just call there and yeah. see if I can talk to him anyway. If you get his phone number, could you pass that on to Pastor Sandy? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll call over there at the home and, and try to get the connection. Well, and, and you can just call the uh, office here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I will be in the office this week. All right. Well, then I'll, yeah, I'll make sure you get that. Yeah. Okay. So that is what I have. Other than that, we have made a, a few corrections, but nothing real, you know, uh, things are going quite well. Just keep praying for all these people. Right. We have a lot on our prayer guide. Very serious things going on with a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Who else would like to share? Karen, let me get over there, dear. Okay, I'm going to try to get through this. Um, Thursday is the hearing for my two granddaughters. Um, just pray. The father, who has been in out of jail, as much as the mother is back in the picture now, too. Um, my oldest grandson is having a really hard time. Obviously, so am I. Um, my oldest granddaughter doesn't understand because she thought that they were her sisters forever. Um, the oldest of the two involved is very angry, and she said if she has to go back, she's not talking to anyone. And she will run away and find her way back home. And the youngest of the two involved um, is curious about her other family, but she doesn't understand that we are not going with her. So um, just pray, please. Our grandson, Ron, all his tests came back negative, but he still has his cough. So I don't know what they're going to do next, but uh, he's better. He, he's he been, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's been going to work, but uh, he's better. Yeah. Bill, any, any news on mom? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Looks like a Halloween pumpkin. If you if you want to um, Jerry Miller, where where Jerry Miller is staying, they're are locked down. They're locked out for for a while. I don't know how long, but they're locked out because one of my friends uh, who I bowl with said some of the staff got the COVID nineteen test positive. So they locked down the home. Yeah. The whole the whole uh, Mosaic Village. Anyone else? Hold on, Eleanor. Janet Yost, which some of you know she was Janet Brandt, is in the Hershey Medical Center since Tuesday. I think they said when she went in, her temperature was 104 or something. And they checked her for COVID. It's not that, but she has a real bad urinary tract infection, and they're on the third antibiotic. And then last night, I talked to Stanley's brother's wife, and his brother is there at Messiah Village. He's in nursing care. He was checked positive, so they moved him to the COVID whatever. And uh, she said she just doesn't think he knows exactly what's going on because she hasn't really been with him since March. Anyone else? Nancy. Just two things. I talked to Jerry Miller on Sunday. He said he's doing very well. He became great-grandpa, I believe, in July. He wasn't sure. He has pictures, but they haven't been able to bring the little grand great-granddaughter in to see him. But he said that before this happened, they were coming and talking through the glass. But he's doing well. Uh, he gets his meals in his room. He spends his time coloring in his room. He's not really out, like, in the lobby anymore. Yeah. 
Uh, we have Kathy Hostetter on for surgery to remove a mass. And I don't, I thought that Linda Daub said it was November 8th, but that's today. So it's, maybe it's this, I believe it's this week. But she said they're gonna make an incision from her ear to her chin uh, to remove this. They have to pull the skin back to remove this mass. I can call her today to get a more specific date and let Christine know, but I believe it is this week. Pastor Sandy, do you have anything? A lot of folks um, that I have seen over the last uh, part of this week have been distressed about the election stuff. Um, recognize that, you know, when I got my ballot, and, you know, I did vote. I noticed that everybody on that ballot was a sinner. And uh, I'm so glad that there is a kingdom run by somebody that is no sinner. And his kingdom will last forever. Yeah. Absolutely. Put your heart on that. Yeah. And we don't have to have a paper ballot for that. No, no, he's not running for re-election. That's for sure. Yes, he has a he has a book. That's right. That's right. You have to be a registered believer. That's right. Anyone else? Okay. Let's come together in prayer, folks. Lord God, you've heard so many people in our congregation express concerns for individuals that are either anticipating testing or surgery or have come home from surgery. We've gotten some good reports, and we, we praise you for that. Lord, you are the great physician, and sometimes we think we know what's best, but you do know what's best. There's no doubt about it. And so we, we praise you for that. And we recognize that fact. And that's why we're believers. Because we have you as our guide. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the things that you have done for the people that have been ill, who have had surgery, the things that they're anticipating. Please, Lord, stay with them. Give them hope. Give the doctors that they are acquainted with to have the skill and the knowledge and the ability to do the proper things for these individuals. Lord, thank you. Lord, we pray a blessing on those that are so-called locked down, that are, are away from their loved ones during this crisis with this COVID infection. Lord, give them strength, give them hope. We specifically think about Mary, Mary Kettering, we, we miss her so much, and we miss her wisdom and her smile. Lord, bless her, and bless Jerry, too. And those are only a few of the people that we can mention, along with Walter and Peter. Lord, it's, it's hard on older folks who are away from their, young, their, their loved ones, and we realize that. Help us to stay in contact with them. 
Lord, bless this congregation. And Lord, bless this nation. Lord, we need more grace than ever before. You are the only one that can rescue this nation. Me personally have found it difficult to realize how hard people have turned away from you. Lord, this should not be. You have been our leader, our, our hope in years past, and you will be in the future. Open our hearts, Lord. Open our minds. Open our eyes. Let those that have ears, let them hear. Lord, thank you for this remnant of people who believe, who follow your guidance. Strengthen us, Lord. And not only us here in this nation, but believers throughout the world, Lord. And I specifically think of those in Nigeria who are suffering consequences far greater than we have here in the United States. Lord, I pray that you'll turn back their oppressors, that you will sustain them, that you will lift these folks up, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Improve their faith, Lord. Let them know that people throughout the world are praying for them. Lord, only you can step in there and save them from peril. Thank you, Lord, for, for our ability to come here this morning and pray together, fellowship together, and learn about your word. Thank you, Lord. Bless this congregation. Bless this, your church. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Our Savior, our King. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Our offering is our... Dear God, Karen's family is experiencing drastic problems, and they need guidance. Bless Karen as she tries to hold things together. Lord, help her children, grandchildren, relatives understand what is going on. Bless Karen particularly. Lift her up. Help her to fight through these situations. And Lord, produce the best that can possibly be done for Karen's situation and her grandchildren and children. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now, on another note, Earl has a birthday. And we don't, I don't see how old he is. Does anybody know? He's at least 42. Yeah, 39. Anyhow, yeah, that's close enough. Let's sing happy birthday. Wait and then plug it back in and whatever was wrong corrected itself. So I need, I need to run up and downstairs more often. <laughs> well, how are you doing this morning? Hey, the Lord blesses us even when things are tough.
And uh, even when things don't go the way we sure wish they would or not, sometimes we know to sort of hold our feelings in reserve, but, you know, we're human. And uh, the Lord understands how frail we are. Bible says that. And uh, so you uh, just, just don't doubt that, all right? Just trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, it says in Proverbs. All right. Well, where are we at? Yay. <laughs> this is sort of, you know, when you're using technology and you don't have a whole crew uh, sort, of, sort of to do the troubleshooting, um, <laughs> it's, it's a panic. Um, so I'm getting over being, being in a panic. Uh, just to let you know that that happens to me too. Maybe that's why that happened, is just to let you know that I get, I get in a predicament sometimes. Um, we have been doing a heritage series, and uh, just as a reminder, how long is 300 years? I can't even sort of get my head around that. Uh, how long is 300 years? Brethren have been around for more than 300 years. 1708 was when the Brethren first organized over in Germany. And there's been two dominant things in the heritage that uh, make us distinct. Uh, it does not make us better, but it's, it's who we are. Um, some people have curly hair, some people have short hair, some people have no hair at all. Well, that's just who you are, see. Now this, this is sort of what, what the whole thing with the brethren, internal personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And notice that's number one. The other thing is an external obedience to the Lord Jesus in one's lifestyle. And the brethren historically have said, yeah, you need both. Otherwise, you're leaning this way or you're leaning that way. All right. And yes, indeedy, we can even identify good Christians that are leaning this way <laughs> and that way, even as we speak. Well, you know, sort of, that's some of our challenges. All right. Um, We've seen this for a number of times, how, how those two things, the pietism and the anabaptism, uh, are wrapped up in this, what's called the Alexander Mack seal. Um, and, and I dug out some, some other things here. This was the Brotherhood, and it was called the Brotherhood General Board at one point. They called it Brotherhood before it became politically incorrect. Uh, this is the Brotherhood logo, and that was back late 60s, you know, uh, when I became aware of it, was bit, would have been in the 1970s, all right? Um, but just, just for you to see that, and the, 
And that saying around the outside also is an old saying for the glory of God in my neighbor's good. That same thing was developed into an annual conference logo in 2004, loving God and neighbor, heart, soul, mind, strength. Was, and that was uh, at annual conference, all right? Um, and this is what you've seen before, uh, Bernard Eller's uh, sort of adaptation. Uh, who's Bernard Eller? He's deceased, but... His daughter-in-law is chaplain at Brethren uh, uh, Linda Derry Village, okay? Mary Eller is Bernard, the guy that come up with, with expressing it this way, and we've seen uh, fruit-bearing and nonconformity. Gemeinschaft, we'll talk about that in a little bit, and the ordinances uh, we've looked at the part on this side, we've looked at all of those, all right? And uh, so we're down to, we're down to here today. And Gemeinschaft, that's a German word meaning community, sort of. <laughs> uh, discipleship, look, this may be after the first of the year before we get to the discipleship, and that will probably not be a PowerPoint. As, as things are in my head right now, all right? Um, bro, hey, you always wanted to have a German lesson in church, right? I bet you just laid awake all night and said, I sure hope he does that. Well, I, I, I was awake most of the night looking this stuff up. Hey, over here is the German word for New baptizer, neu or neue Taufer. You sort of, the umlaut, you sort of say like an E, but say an A. Well, I'm not, it's not my, my uh, regular language. So you would say Schwarzenau Taufer, which was the Schwarzenau baptizers. This was the old name going clear back to, to uh, 1708 and for about two, two decades and as brethren then moved from Germany over to Holland before they came to the United States in 1719 and then a second ship came in 1729. That was, uh, they were known by these names, all right? Um, the German for brother is Bruder. The, ger the German for brothers or brethren is, you see those couple dots there? That's called a um, umlaut. Thank you. It, you know, it evaporated right off the top of my solar panel. Um, so, so I'm here, so she's sleeping, and I got my laptop propped up in bed, and I'm hitting the thing that, that gives me an audio pronunciation of these two words, Bruder and Bruder, and I cannot tell the difference. 
And I go, do people in Germany, do they say it differently? I think so, because this is the difference between brother and brothers. But man, I can't hear it. Eh, well, see, you know, that's, that's probably a good thing. I don't try to speak a lot of German, all right? Um, Gemeinde. Gemeinde. Gemeinde is, uh, now that's not particularly a religious word in German, but the brethren grabbed it because everything in their day, back in the 1700s, it was Kirka. What is Kirka? Kirka is church. And they didn't want to be called Kirka. So they was hunting around for another word to use, all right? And so by the time they come to the United States and they're in Germantown, Pennsylvania, and they're at Coventry, where I was pastor for many moons, they are calling themselves, and, and uh, I have records that showed that they were preaching at Coventry in German till 1854, which is right before the Civil War. So they're speaking, they're speaking German for a long time, all right? And they are calling themselves Gemeinde, which is community, but it is more of a, of a local group. So this would be Conawago Gemeinde, Germantown Gemeinde, Coventry Gemeinde, just sort of you sort of get that word and they all use that word there's a sense of community that we have formed and shaped and that we belong to and we belong to each other and everybody belongs to us in our hearts all right and that was and for so for decades and decades and decades this is sort of the way they talk about it before they get really get into English, all right? Um, oops, wrong one. Bruder, now you see that's this word here. Bruder, so what is that? That's brethren, gemeinden. So it is this word and that word with an N on the end of it. So it is brethren community or brotherhood community, and you're talking about maybe more than just a single congregation. Bigger group, maybe it's three congregations, okay? Like Germantown and Coventry, are, they're joined at the hip. Let me tell you, clear back to 1723 Christmas Day, a bunch of Coventry people. Now this is, this is before good roads and this is when you're still using the Schuylkill River to go from there down, down to Philadelphia. And these folks go down to Philadelphia, they're looking for some speaker and they found, it out, found out when they got down there, 40 some miles on horse or maybe walking or maybe on a, a river boat. They get down there and it's a bad rumor and it's not true. They get down there and somebody says, well, you know, out, out of Germantown, there are some, uh, there's some German brethren out there. 
you might be interested in, in going and hearing them. So they went out to Germantown. This is, this is the day before Christmas and Christmas Day. And, and uh, Peter Becker, he's not an ordained minister. He's, not, he's just sort of a leader, stands up, preaches the gospel. And, and these people from Coventry say, wow, this is what we're looking for. And on Christmas Day, they say, well, baptize us. Christmas Day. If it was Christmas Day and it was sort of cold out, would you say, oh, please baptize me. Just please. Let's go out in the river and please, let's have a baptism today. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> but they did. They were, they were enthralled by it. And so the, the what? The Germantown Gemeinde, who did not have an official minister, They said to these Coventry people, well, we can't do this. We don't have a minister. We're not organized. And the Coventry people said, well, organize yourself already. <laughs> you know, we would like to get baptized, maybe today. And so they got talking, talking it over, and they got their heads together. They ordained Peter Becker until Alexander Mack which was years and years before he got there, until, until Max shows up, Peter Becker's the one, and Peter Becker takes these Coventry people down there, baptizes them in a river. Uh, uh, Wissahickon. What's a Wissahickon? <laughs> Wissahickon Creek. All right? And, and it was cold. And after the baptism, they went up, the riverbank up to a house that's still up there and they had the first love feast in the new world. They'd had love feast over there in Germany but the, these were people in the new world. They'd been there for a while, number of years and they'd never had had a love feast and they, so they had a love feast and Peter Becker lead, led them in that and so the Coventry Gemeinde and the Germantown Gemeinde were shaped right there together and ever since including to the present day there's been a connection between Coventry and uh, Germantown and there is still a sense of Gemeinde between those two congregations that is so cool when I found that out I go oh this goes back clear back to 1723 wow now, I would believe that this congregation has, has had a Gemeinde connection, what, Spring Creek or whatever, that, that there was some connections there. All right. We're talking about a historical thing that becomes a momentum in the life of the next generation, and it's sort of passed along without you even realizing it. All right? Let's go to another one here. Hey, there it is, Gemeinschaft. And you sort of got to add some words here because it, it really means, it means community, but a whole lot more. 
In fact, let me, let me read what the Brethren Encyclopedia, you just wanted to hear what the Brethren Encyclopedia says, right? Two German words built upon a German root meaning common. So, um, Gemeinde and Gemeinschaft, can you see? This is the part of the word that means common, which is common. Can you see the word common in there? Community comes from the word English word common. It says, just as the English word community is built on the word common, in German, Gemeinde is used as a reference to the faith community, whether it is the local congregation, uh, whether it's local or a larger grouping, brotherhood, denomination, whatever. That, that is meant. Um, Gemeinde is always used with the suggestion of a central commonality holding the body together. Gemeinde is a much closer translation of the biblical word ecclesia, which is called out ones gathered together, uh, than the customary uh, translation church, which in German is kirche, which is derived from the late uh, Greek word for the Lord's house, which is uh, korikon. The early brethren always knew themselves as a gemeinde and not a kirka. As a what? They knew themselves as a what? As a community, not as a official state church like the, like the Lutheran church, all right? These were people that had a heart-to-heart -heart connection. You didn't show, just show up at church because the priest said you, were, you should and that you should get communion or you, your soul was in danger. No, no, no. This was different than the church. This was something really different, all right? In the word Gemeinschaft, the final syllable, that is the shaft, is equivalent to the English suffix ship, dash S-H-I-P. Usually what inadequately is translated fellowship. Okay, so that the fellowship would be, be the, the community thing, and the shaft would be the ship of fellowship. But that doesn't really hack it, right? That's, that's my... Gemeinschaft refers to the quality of commonality that makes a Gemeinde a true community. Gemeinschaft with God and with others is a fundamental Christian value among Christians everywhere, but especially the early brethren. So they're saying we, ha we have a relationship in the Lord Jesus. We are a community of brother in Christ. Okay? And so that, that is sort of the picture, you know, so we're... We're over here on that arm of the cross. Remember, Eller's um, 
his cross and has Gemeinschaft, or, and he put in parenthesis community over here on this side of the cross. This is a key component that is so different than a lot of others, and it is a strong point. And when I walk in, so, uh, so I was, in, anybody remember when I was interim? If you don't remember that, you need to go to the doctor and have your memory checked. Uh, <laughs> when I walked in here for the first time, I could see it. Even if there is conflict and there's differences and, and, and a little bit of, of uh, I'm going to say this in a kind way, because I mean it in a kind way. You're just a little prickly. Have you ever seen people in this congregation be prickly to one another? Don't answer that question. <laughs> don't, an, don't answer that question. I know better. The, but the, what, what we have as a sense of community is, is there, there is a flow of this. There is a stream of this. And is, it is a historical stream that goes way back and flows down even to this very day. And to the extent that you're connected to this congregation, it's a part of your life. It really is. Where does this come from? And why, are the, why is the grace of God in it? Because, why? It's all over the Bible. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times it talks about brothers and brethren and brotherhood in the Bible. Now, never realized it till just now in the middle of the sermon. <laughs> Isn't that a time to realize something in the middle of the sermon? Yikes. I must be getting old or something. Listen, in most places across the land, this sermon today would be politically incorrect because I'm emphasizing being brothers. I am emphasizing being brethren, and that's leaving all the women out. What do you mean, it's just for men? <laughs> you already know the answer to that, is it just for men? The only people we got on our list is men. No, no I don't think so. And the way the brethren have handled this clear back to the beginning. So don't, you know, and, and, and you, you never, it's politically incorrect within the denomination to even use the word brotherhood anymore. They will say, bite your tongue. I had a guy tell me that. I called a general brotherhood board and they go, oh, it's not called that anymore. Bite your tongue. And I go, oh, come on. So there's brethren male. And there's brethren female. Now you know that. So you ladies should not at all <laughs> feel like, yeah, well, we're, we're being excluded here. That's just dumb as rocks. In fact, there are some women brethren preachers that I would much rather listen to because they preach the Bible and they preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ than some men who are off in la-la land out in the left field. 
Come on, folks. And so, I, you know, I, I don't even mind. You know, and we, we have to have a heart of saying, all right, what was the discovery? What, what we're talking about here is a discovery of belonging because what? We're in a brotherhood. We're a gemeinde. We're a sense of brothers in a community. We are, let me get the, right here, bruder gemeinden. And that, and that becomes something that defines who we are as Christians. And where, where do we get it? We get it directly out of the Bible. Directly. Not indirectly, not imagine, not pretend. Let's, let's think, well, maybe it's there and we come up with the idea and then go to the Bible and look for it. No, no, no. It was there before we even started thinking about it. Okay, all the way back to when the Bible's written. We're going to look at these passages. They're listed in the bulletin. Uh, so you can figure out what, which one. And most you will see, it, oops, oops, oops. Most you will see are just maybe a couple verses, maybe one verse, one verse, and then down here is a few more verses than just one. Let's, let's uh, go to the scripture and look at these passages, all right? And the first one uh, we're looking at is, is that brethren united in the Lord is a good thing. So when brother can, brethren can agree, <laughs> it's way better than when they get prickly. <laughs> like I said, you, we all know what prickly brethren are. I call them porcupine brethren, you know. <laughs> That's just the truth. I'm not saying that to be nasty or to call names. It's just that's what's going on. And people yelling at each other, screaming and yelling at each other. Don't, don't, don't just, you just don't do that, okay? Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Here, Psalm 133. In fact, we had a PowerPoint on this one. Remember Mountain Dew? But we're just doing one verse here. Psalm 133, verse 1, it says, Behold, and it says, it's saying, look at this from every possible angle. That the word behold, look at it every possible angle. Look at this. Hey, just really look at this. Behold how good and pleasant it is for what? For brethren, that's that Gemeinde thing in the German. In the German Bible, it says Gemeinde. To dwell together in unity. And so, getting your heads together. And this is not just your own church. Let me talk about two brothers. One brother went one way, the other brother went the other way. The one brother threw the other brother through the window when they were young. You have any idea who that was? 
I think you've heard the story. So I am looking on eBay. Anybody do eBay besides me? Did eBay and you look at auctions. You know how you watch something. And it, is re, it is hard for me to resist a bargain. <laughs> That's my problem. <laughs> my, wife, my wife sits there, yeah. And so I see this. So I got this laptop computer that I use. All right. I drag it here every, every time. It's back there in the office right now. Um, it is pretty old. It's a 2008. That is like a dinosaur. Uh, it is so old. It, it, it got three layers of, of computer dust on it, you know, uh, because it's so old. Well, I saw one on eBay for 40 bucks. Never mind, the screen was broken and you couldn't see anything. <laughs> I go, 40 bucks? I got a, guess what? One of mine that I had of the same model broke, but the screen was good. If I tear both of them up apart and I can take this screen and put it on that computer. Now, what would I do with that computer? I had heard the brother that got thrown through the window he had said, and then I heard his wife say it, and then he said it again. This is over the last five years. Something about, you know, we would like to get a computer and, and uh, you know, we'd take it to the library and do, do uh, Mennonite research and this kind of thing. You know, do you have any, any suggestions? <laughs> so, so I show up at their house. Now, this is, this is earlier this year, Karen? Yeah, earlier this year. And I walk in with this box, and I, I pull out this computer, and I go, are you interested? <laughs> are you interested? All right, so what's going on here? I'm not throwing them through the window anymore. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do that with this brother, even though, even though he think, he might, he might even wonder if I could even be saved because I wear a necktie and some other things. He's, he's, he's way off the conservative end of things, and, and, and his, coat, his coat is like this. All right. and, and when we go to their weddings, the minister knows we're there, and they preach at us because we're there. At a wedding! Come on, folks. No, no, no. Hey, let's find the common ground. Let's have a heart for each other. And I, I hope they're excited over this. It's a new computer to them, you know. Well, thank you, Lord. And I, th I think I got a bargain for him. I, I, I really do. I think I got a bargain for him. What's the point here? How good how pleasant. Let me tell you, he's got to feel better about this than getting thrown through a window. Right? Unity. Now, could it be better? Oh, yeah, it can always be better. 
But you've got to make a step in the right direction, friends. All right? There's a little bit of gaminda between my brother and me. I'm not old order Mennonite, and he's not Church of the Brethren. But we got a little bit of gaminda. Yeah, now what? Okay. Number two passage. We need to have love, kindness, and affection. The Gemeinde community thing, if you don't have the love, the kindness, and affection, well, it's going to fizzle. And we've seen it. All right. Romans. Turn to Romans. You got your Bible there? Romans. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Pretty basic verse. Romans 12, verse 10. Be kindly affectionate. It's talking to you. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. Put the other guy first before yourself. Okay? In honor preferring. All right. Let's... uh, Put that up there. Be kindly affectioned. Do you do that kindly affection? I've seen a, I've seen some of you do it without even realizing it. Brotherly love. All right. Well, Lord, help us do that. And that is that is a in some ways experiencing. The love and grace of God through fellow believers that we're meeting with week by week. And you know what this does? This helps God be real to us because it's what's happening from heart to heart. All right? Third passage, why do we judge our brothers in Christ? That is the question in Romans 14. Go to Romans 14. You're already there, chapter 12. Go to Romans 14, 14, verse 10. Uh, I, I went too far. I ended up in Corinthians, and it didn't look right. (laughs) I wonder why. Uh, Romans 14, verse 10, it says, but why do you judge your... By the way, back in from 1708 till about 1730, all kinds of commotion among the brethren both in Holland and Germany and in eastern Pennsylvania. And and this applied, but it still applies today. Why do you judge your brother? Or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Are you trying to be 
the judge instead of letting Jesus be the judge? And I'll tell you what, they got through that because they had a heart and part of it was the effort to 